um I wanna I wanna go home after. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna be like, yo, Q, can we reschedule? <laughs> but then I'm like, I just gotta drink some coffee and like take one for the team. I mean, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um Mother Nature, not the best mother. <laughs> <laughs> yo, she tries. I'm um I'm keeping it all in perspective. Yeah. But yeah. it's it's kind of like Mother's Day. You get her some flowers, and she's like, what the fuck are these? <laughs> You're like, excuse me. <laughs> You're like, it's my love and affection, okay? And like, flowers. I make flowers. God I damn it. flowers. Take it. <laughs> okay. So what episode is oh this? Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. I, sorry. All good. Um, I think this is episode... Seven? Seven. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. When, when I was a kid, seven was my favorite number. Why? I'm not sure. Yeah, okay. Maybe That's it was all the biblical stuff. But What's the biblical stuff about sevens? Uh, you know, like... Wait. Seven. Yeah, yeah. But we... Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. I think it's good now. All right, yeah, yeah, excellent. All the feedback is gone Yay. from my headphones. I'm Everything glad. sounds super good. This is exciting. Yeah. I yeah. used to have a favorite number. Which it was which seven? Which was seven. Okay, but like what in the Bible, what's seven? Is it like seventh day you rest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That surface level. <laughs> God's like, bitch, I told you to rest. What are you doing? Uh, but yeah, and then I grew up and I'm like, why Why have a favorite number? What does a favorite number do? I think I have a number I'm obsessed with. All right, let's hear about that. It's the number three. The number three. I think I am just going to get it tattooed on me. Okay, okay. Yeah. There was a time when I was... Actually, I shouldn't confess this on here. Uh, you guys don't need to know. So wait, <laughs> if you if you have an obsession with three, yeah. does it carry on to like... Do you also have an, like a slightly lesser obsession with 13? No, I don't care about fucking 13, but I like um, multiples of three. Oh, okay. Three, six, okay. nine. Nothing after that. <laughs> <laughs> three, six, nine. Yeah. It's kind of like... Three, six, nine, mafia. Yeah, those... It's uh, Three, six, and nine to me are kind of like infuriating numbers why because it's just not like there's always one extra left over yeah 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 i like that so like three it's just kind of an awkward number it's right in the middle two plus one yeah and then six that's like five plus one so it's off like half of uh like a like the base 10 oh i don't know i um so i switched schools yeah when prime numbers were being introduced so i actually kind of faked my way through that <laughs> whole section i still don't know what a prime number is you know what i've been out of high school for so long i don't fucking know what a prime i number have is. no idea um <sighs> i could talk to you about like i don't know derivatives <laughs> differential yeah all that. I, I, I don't know what a prime number is and it's so embarrassing because the it was fibonacci day the other day right and people were like the fibonacci sequence and like it's all about the prime numbers that repeat and i was like fuck because they're like it repeats in nature i was like i would never be able to identify it in nature because i don't know what a prime number is <laughs> <laughs> so i just looked yeah. at the spirals yeah fibonacci sequence are for people who do photos where people are whipping their hair <laughs> <laughs> and for people who really like the band tool lol <laughs> <laughs> we've typed it yeah yeah honestly <laughs> we're gonna lose half of our audience next week because it's uh, <laughs> oh half of our audience are hair whippers and people who like tool <laughs> lol we're coming coming at their throats no hey just change your lifestyle and you can <laughs> rock with us <laughs> we're not about that be yourself show we're like just change your lifestyle okay yeah 
Yeah. So how's your week been? I Ooh. I forgot most of the things that happened in my week. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It feels like life's moving super fast now. Do you like that? No. No? But like everything in my mind, mm. like all my goals and all my future like idealizations about what my life is going to be like, mm. everything is in a routine. And I okay. can only imagine that time is going to fly so much faster. When that routine starts to, uh, you know, take take its concrete shape, hmm. so it's something that I'm looking forward to, but something that I'm dreading. So, like right now, I'm thinking, like, is that kind of actually the life that I want? Oh shit! These well, are these these are big deep questions. Yeah, because it's like you know, if I if I start my business as a fashion designer, mm. the likely attitude that I'm going to be going into it is, I would have to keep up at least with the two seasons fall winter spring summer mm. and that means i'll have deadlines set not by me but by the season Mm-mm. right and there are very few fashion designers that are actually successful doing s- like non-seasonal fashion mm. so like carol christian powell i i hope i'm remembering that name properly but he's like a very very avant-garde um crazy crazy almost genius almost insane man. almost genius yeah it's 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 some really um it's some really captivating stuff but he just pops up when he wants to and he's like okay i have a collection now or like oh i don't have a collection wait till next season or whatever like that <laughs> and i think that's really cool but it's just like he must care less about money mm. But I'm also thinking, how much do I care about money? Okay, okay, how this much, is... Yeah, how much do I need? How much do I need to be able to do the things that I want to? Mm-hmm. Right? Because, mm-hmm. like, even the most, like, reasonable, kind, and polite, and altruistic people, mm. they still need money to make to... their grand altruistic plan or, like, minor altruistic plan. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also kind of like a question of scale. Yeah. Because sometimes people are like, I want to be comfortable. And then they're like, with $100 million? Yeah. <laughs> like, $100 million can help a lot of people. Yeah. But also, like, taxing the rich can help a lot of people. I mean, I don't know. I We already talked about how I'm not talking about capitalism with anyone anymore. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a fashion podcast. Yeah. Um, okay, so... You don't uh, remember what happened during the weekdays because mm-hmm. that's kind of a blur. I just remember tired, um, a lot of looking at my sketchbook, mm. a lot of trying to um, figure out what I'm doing next. I met up with my pattern drafter again. Yes, yeah. shout outs, shouts out. He's a uh, he's great. Um, if anybody needs to work on some projects, please DM me and I can link you guys up. If you're doing anything in the fashion sphere. Um, Everything's moving along, but I'm not sure. I think it's like a lack of planning and going into this kind of thing. What do you mean? Like, like going into working with somebody else okay. for the first time with my creative works. Uh-huh. It's kind of moving a little bit slower than I wanted to. Oh. But I think that's just the nature of working with someone else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, in part, like I'm learning things on the fly. And they've worked with people before, right? So, like, things are kind of moving in a way where, like, okay, I have to develop 
like this kind of tech pack. I need to be looking for these kinds of fabrics at this kind of time. Mm -hmm. I need to be sourcing all my hardware like this, mm. and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Um, I'm learning a lot. This is good. Yeah, I'm kind of cold. <laughs> Go on. Are you are you pulling your your pullover sweater over your head in the middle of recording? No, I'm just gonna put it on my hands. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, it's been really cold lately. Yeah, thank God this fake ass winter. Yeah, it's gonna snow on Tuesday. I'm excited. It's supposed to snow on Tuesday. Yeah, but it's also said six degrees. So I was like, this sounds like some bullshit. It it might snow like. There, there's a thing that happens in Vancouver where it snows, and by the time it hits the ground, it's already water. <sighs> and um, that's when it gets dangerous because yeah. it's like uh, we have like a whole bunch of like really cold water on the ground, and then all of a sudden in the nighttime, it like passes into freezing. Do you guys ice your sidewalks? What's the stance on those uh, chemicals here? People salt. Okay. People Sorry, I meant salt. Yeah, <laughs> I don't people, know why I said people, ice. People salt a lot. Okay. Yeah. Because, like, in Edmonton, they had this whole debate on, like, the toxicity of what they were using to salt and how it was going into, like, the water systems. Mm. But, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, week was okay. Yeah. Um, on, like, if you were to rate it, like, um, five-star system, maybe one to ten. Yeah. I would give it, I would give it, like a solid five which is the worst i prefer to have a way of course i prefer to have like a way more uh fulfilling uh fun week mm -hmm. but then at the same time like i would also prefer like a one out of ten what yeah yeah if i'm gonna have like i don't want I... I, maybe not a one out of ten okay. but like a three out of ten okay because at least i'll remember it <laughs> Oh my god, this sounds like a Haruki Murakami novel. Yeah. But, like, I feel like in Murakami's novels... Yeah. Um, you'd, like, go on, like, a trip. Yeah. You'd live in a house alone in, like, Tofino or something. Yeah. And then discover things. Yeah, but then the way that I would perceive everything, like, all this batshit insane thing would be, uh, things would be happening, happening around me. Oh. But at the same time my week would still be a 5 out of 10. Like, I wouldn't remember <laughs> anything. That's how the, that's how their novels go, right? Oh, my God. I I don't know. Kind of, right? Like, kind think, of, yeah. Think about how nonplussed everybody I is. Mean, like they're um, all just like... Um, yeah. Kafka on the Shore, um, the main character, he just walks into, like, a clearing in the middle of the forest. Spoilers! For Kafka on the show. Yeah, if you were gonna read it, yeah, you, you don't know, need skip, to. Just just hit the fifteen <laughs> seconds forward button. But he just walks into a forest clearing. He just lays on his back and he just starts floating in the air. And, and he's like, chapter just ends. And I, he never talks about it. Nobody <laughs> talks about it. And I'm like, what the? Yeah. He just floated in the air. Yeah. I don't know which book, but there's like, the main character is like, in the woods or something or like a mountainous area. Anyway. He stumbles upon these generals skinning a man alive. Oh, yeah. And he's yeah. just like watching and he's like, oh, this is taking a long ass time. And I'm yeah. like, that's what you're concerned about. That's, like, that's Wind Up Bird Chronicle. I, I was like, that that's that's your most pressing. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, shit, like uh, that knife <sighs> is hella sharp and uh, the man has a lot of skin. What a what a weird <laughs> book about like surveillance and the Manchurian War. Yeah. 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 I'm just like, 
who mind prostitutes yes yeah yes that's a very strange novel i was novel. like interesting <laughs> i was i was sitting on my bed yesterday and i was just thinking about um wind up bird chronicle and i'm like should i read another murakami novel no don't do it there's this other he's a chinese novelist called yan like i'm saying that wrong and he has similar like surreal stories okay. but i think more like cheeky i see i yeah. see because Murakami's novels are kind of like Obvious. dry. Yeah. Yeah, they're very dry. Yeah. But like all the things that are happening, it's kind of like you're like you as the reader perceiving the things going on. You're having a total different reaction mm -hmm. than the characters that are perceiving the things. Like the main character has some like crazy bullshit happen to him in like 1Q84. Yeah. And then he's trying to he's trying to like he's so close to finding. Um, his long-lost girlfriend that he's been having like crazy dreams about and like all this like people are out there trying to kill him and looking for him and he's like <laughs> he's like but the love of my life you yeah, guys yeah the love of my life is in my neighborhood why don't <laughs> Let's i go link to up no no not even he's like why don't i go to this like far off town somewhere and spend four days trying to take care of my dad's uh, after funeral <laughs> well, stuff like, they actually she the girlfriend she's in a different universe for a while yeah when she walks through that like the traffic jam then she walks through the like underground or but, train but they, they both were they were yeah. both in 1q84 so they could have found each I'm other i'm just like hot takes right now <laughs> Uh, 1Q84. When did this book come, come out? I don't remember. I think I remember being like in the 11th grade and being like, I'm going to read it. Uh. And like being like, oh, this shit is like hella. There's a lot going on. The main, the female protagonist, this idea of like a face that you hide from the world. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Because she was like, she only makes that facial expression when she's sure no one will be able to see her. And I was like, oh, that's being a woman summarized. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think her character was a little bit too convenient like, yeah she was definitely underdeveloped and yeah. underutilized and i think that just speaks to like him being a male writer yeah because she was a fucking assassin like yeah. killing these men like oh i mean he got far enough to create like a captivating character that we wanted to know more about that's true but it was just really convenient in the way that it was like oh she has like a special talent for murder and also she's very very physically fit mm -hmm. and like all these like there's no aspects around her character that I can remember mm -mm -mm. that were kind of just not for plot reasons mm, and like oh. yeah and then the thing about murakami novels that i like is there's so much inane things mm. like it's kind of like not linear in its storytelling where you're kind of like oh this character is like this mm -hmm. but like that doesn't serve a purpose necessarily in the story okay i it's see it's kind of just there i see and she was just a little bit too convenient as a character mm -hmm. but like I still was cheering her on because of like her decisions and like the way that she was written yeah yeah, yeah. like supporting other women yeah. I feel now that I'm thinking about it I think has Haruki Murakami does he have a bay? <laughs> I feel like if he did yeah, he would he not does. he does okay because he, he talks about fidelity a lot in yeah. his books and I'm like oh my god <laughs> he's um it's he, he has, like, a very unique viewpoint on, like, gender and sexuality and the way that gender and sexuality come up in nearly every single one of his books. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I think, like, I think it's an interesting take. On? on or, like, not that it's necessarily, like, a focal point of a lot of his stories, hmm. but it's there 
and he he makes sure to talk about it. Mm. He makes sure to explain it. Mm. Um, and I think that's really cool. Mm, it is. Because, like, non-binary gender and sexuality totally exists in real life. Yes. And, like, we experience. Yes. And we identify. So, like, it kind of goes into, like, fleshing out the realness in the world. Okay. While still, like, I don't know. Like, his novels are so, like, they're they're absolute. They feel like you're re- you're you're in a real world that's like our real wo- world, Mm-mm-mm-mm. except some things are just like off. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, excuse me, can I? Uh, <laughs> yeah, peace out. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the phone still rings, but like the phone decides whether or not it rings like six <laughs> or seven or eight or nine times. And everybody watches NHK. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Ox for NHK. Yeah. <laughs> At least one character. And there may be ghosts. I don't know. Like something spooky. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good, good reads. I enjoy them. I'm not a huge like literature guy. I love books. I I love books too, but like I haven't read enough to be like, oh hey, like I'm well read. Okay, I don't consider myself well read. I just think I'm always bored. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm always like, hello library, like you. Um, what's up? You throw a lot of projects on you. Do I? Yeah, all the time. I like it. Yeah. I that's that's what that's what thrills me about life. Oh, sometimes it exhausts. <laughs> me because i get like i get more ideas than oh. i have time to do with Mm-mm-mm-mm. but like i i give myself less time to do them because i'm also like you know i need time to relax that's mm. good i think you're living a really nice balanced life you're wow. my like balanced life uh idol yeah but <laughs> i'm it's, like it's like i know people who are grinding way harder than i am and i'm okay, like i should be grinding that hard but why why i don't know exactly so if you don't know like don't do it i guess so but i was doing uh oh sorry i had to burp um shame shame no beps allowed i was doing design (laughs) i was doing some design work this morning Uh and that felt real good that's Um, good being productive feels amazing yes yeah uh i think like it just gets me like in a zone i feel like everything could go wrong and I would just don't give a fuck. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not, I'm not connecting one to two here. In terms of, like, pr- me enjoying, like, putting stuff on myself. Yeah. Doing things all the time. I think it's self-serving. I see. Yeah. And that's why I like it so much. Oh. It's not, like, externalized. Right. Yeah. Okay, so I have an opposite problem. Okay. Where sometimes I feel like when I'm completing my work, oh. it's to show to other people. Or, like, for other people to interact with. Um, So when I'm working on something, I'm thinking to myself, like, how are people going to react to this? How are people going to interact with mm -hmm, this? mm -hmm. How are people going to like this? For all intents and purposes. I think it's because, like, you're working in a medium that needs that. Yeah, yeah. Fashion for all intents. Like, pretty much is commercial. Yeah. And, like... You gotta... Uh, it's like a negative sensibility that I could turn into a positive sensibility uh-huh. where it's like, oh, I'm too concerned about other people's opinions on my work. But at the same time, I'm like, I could flip that sort of idea and turn that into a strength mm-hmm. where it's like, I'm very, very aware of what people are looking for. You when, know your audience. Yeah. And like, it kind of fits because I'm in ready to wear. Yeah. Yeah. And it's important. Yeah. And not just ready to wear. It's kind of like the more accessible side of ready to wear I'm on. Mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. I think like 
music is very <laughs> it's very mm-hmm. selfish i think that's why it's the right medium for me because i can just uh skulk about and be like yeah yeah <laughs> and then maybe one day i will be like okay now you get to listen yeah, to it but like okay 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 so some of my favorite albums this year you can tell that an artist made them selfishly yeah and that's that's like that's the best yeah I, hate, I don't know I hate it when artists make compromises I mean it's very difficult I think now that I'm reaching out and working with more people it's difficult to remember not to compromise right I've had to be like no this is my shit right <laughs> we're right. gonna do things my way yeah but I mean compromising <laughs> for your audience oh okay yeah so like I'm my audience yeah so there you go right <laughs> I'm sure like <laughs> FKA Twigs yeah. when she made Magdalene yeah. she was like yeah this one's for me Yeah. or like Tyler the Creator when he made Igor he's like this one's for me Yeah. but like when Doja Cat made Hot Pink she's like this one's for you this one's for you <laughs> this one's for you please one of these songs be I a can't, hit I can't <laughs> no comments Anthony Fantano said everything it's, it, it's a little scattered it's just very like you know I was going to talk about this later, but I think Tanashi's new project has some of what Doja Cat wanted on her last project. That project was exhausting, though. Oh, I think, okay, she needed to edit it down. Yeah. But I think, like, the high points are, like, very high. I really love the first track feelings and how it transitions from this, like, I'm going to cut you off, whatever, to, like, don't be too proud to admit that you need me. Right. Yeah. She's just I, I I think there's some very good like lyrics. There are also also some real bad lyrics. <laughs> yeah, but she's trying to it, write everything by herself. I can admire that. Yeah, that is admirable. Yeah. But like, is it <laughs> admirable when my ears are just like, ugh? <laughs> um, bad bitches link up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um. I just pulled up in a Brinks truck. It's just it's just it's kind of generic. It's that's true, but I think had generic. At least Tinashe's generic doesn't sound like... I felt like Doja Cat's was like Nicki Minaj from like 2011. Yeah. Like the B-sides or the C-sides from yeah. Pink Friday. Yeah. 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 It's it's gonna... Uh, she's gonna drop... You know she, how she dropped Amala Deluxe with yeah. all her big singles yeah. after Amala? Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be hot pink uh, Roman Reloaded. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. Oh, Jesus. But... Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Let's get okay. into your week. My week? Yeah. I'm just chilling, you guys. <laughs> Me every week from now on. <laughs> Eric's like, what the fuck? Okay. There's nothing. <laughs> it's just, it's quiet. But like, dude, if Homeboy comes through windows, it's quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I I literally, so, you know, we, we work and then i just do all the things i think i'm just kind of removed from myself right now so yeah i just you know i okay so work happens and then i go home you guys don't want to know this but i'll have a snack and then i'll practice and then i'll edit the podcast and then if there's people i've not gotten back to or things i haven't followed up on i'll do that and then by then i'm like really exhausted and i'm like i (laughs) so that's been like my week for a few weeks you, you're back on the practice train. Oh, yeah. Well, like, I fell off for a week in November. It was really difficult. I just couldn't... I just couldn't do it for whatever reason. And I was like, you know what? Okay, if I can't do it, I'm not gonna, like, fight with myself. And I think that was a good thing. A difficult pill to swallow. I'm trying not to look too forward to things on my to-do list. Because I think 
that was a symptom of me feeling like things weren't moving as fast as I wanted them to. And so I felt like a failure in a way. Even though when I look at where I am this year compared to last year, I'm like, I'm really doing things, you know? But when I just look at like the small, the pets, the, uh, the sum of the pets, I'm just like, God damn it, happened <laughs> now. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I get that. I'm there, just chilling. There's a lot of impatience in being a creative. But I'm I'm just remembering again, like if I made this for me, I'm going to know when the timing is right. So I'm just going to sit back. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I'm not talking about my music anymore. I'm just, just living a normal life. When it happens, it happens. Yeah. But when it happens, better be at the start of the <laughs> Billboard week. So you can get accurate sales numbers. LOL. Yeah, you're not going through public your, your own publishing and all that kind of stuff to not do things properly. I mean, yeah, that's true. That's very true. You don't want to do things properly up until the very end and be like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, Cause, exactly. Because, like, uh, no matter how much momentum you have, mm -hmm. people fall off. They do. That's the thing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I think it's just, like, knowing my timing and then doing everything. And honestly, I think a bad side effect of being too involved in, like, enjoying working is that I tend to just disappear from everybody's lives and just not have, like, the deep intimate conversations i'm just kind of like i <laughs> i have things to do yeah but now you're locked in every sunday <laughs> yeah <laughs> locked in a room and eric's like you're just chilling <laughs> that sounds fake to me <laughs> i'll just edit this and i'll be like i'm just chilling and we'll move on to the next <laughs> segment it's, yeah yeah next um <gasps> next week it's gonna be like hey darlene what were you doing uh, yeah, I was just editing the podcast. I'm That's just it. copy and paste. <laughs> just chilling. Just chilling. From the last podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll call it our just chilling segment. Yeah. Oh, I've been, so I got back on social media. I went through that moment of not practicing and being really frustrated. I started writing new songs because I was like in a mood. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. I think I, I, and I've been thinking about this. I'm really most creative when I'm like wrecked emotionally, <laughs> which is terrible. I need to find a way to do it in stability. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think like reflect, like, okay, okay. Yeah. So when you're, when you're in a mood, yeah. Right? Yeah. That's when you make your most rash and most wild decisions. Right? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like, because you, you feel so, like, uncomfortable with, like, the whatever, mm. be it, like, you have so much joy, so you're going to be, like, you're going to you're gonna exude that, right? I um, don't know. No. No? No. Okay. I, like... Wait, wait, wait. The, the way that I think about it, okay. right, is, like, um, when you are in the moment, mm. all you feel is that moment, mm. you never have the chance, when you're more neutral, mm. to look back. Because, like, when you look, like, hindsight's twenty twenty. When you look back at, like, a moment in your life where mm. you know why it happened, mm. what it led to, mm. and, like, where you are now, mm. then that's a song. N I, I don't know if that's how my process is right now. Right. Yeah. But, like, if you were to, like, write notes or, like, or, like, in, I guess in my case, like, if I'm feeling, like, super in a mood about something oh. and it leads to, like, a huge design sprint where I come up with, like, a brand new collection, right? 
before I dive straight into being like, this is my new collection, uh. give it a couple weeks uh. until I'm out of that mood, look back at it and be like, was this actually good or was this the mood? Oh, no. I, I think for me, everything happens best in the mood. Like, I don't look back. Right. I just get carried away. I'd yeah. like to think, like, in real life, I don't let, let myself get carried away by my emotions. Mm. So when I write, that's when I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm on the train. Yeah. <laughs> like, take the brakes off. Full <laughs> speed ahead. Yeah, but it's like, um, <laughs> like, the, like the more technical aspects comes a lot easier when, like, you're not heated. Or at least for me, right? I, I don't know. I think, like, so I love being, like, busy, and then I'm obsessive. So I think the technical moments come best when I disappear from everyone, and I don't have any obligations. I I'm see. not going to chill with anyone. So I know that for six hours, I can just, like, drop into that moment. Right. That, for me, is when the technical stuff happens best. Yeah. And if I have to, like, sing the same shit, like... 20 times until I hear it the way I want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. But can that obligation, like that lack of obligation happen when you're in a mood? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't, I don't like it when people are like, what's wrong? Right. Right. I'm just like, I'm chilling. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I think we cope as creatives in different ways. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I, I just, you know, I just write about it. Huh. Yeah. That's cool. That's how I process. Because I think I can be too much in people's faces when I'm when I'm really uh heated. I can be too passionate. I see. Come at you the wrong way and sometimes, you know, people don't recover from that. <laughs> <laughs> Ten minutes later I'm like, Are we kicking it? And they're like, Fuck you <laughs> I am like besties. You know? Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So you you pers uh, okay, okay. I I I like to uh, restrain. I think I'm naturally like very like intense, and so I res restrain that from my personal life because I realized a long time ago it's not beneficial to right. my relationships, and I dump it into my creative life. Yeah. Because that's why I feel I can feel everything in its totality. Right. Yeah. So. I, again, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to con like, I'm trying to put everything through the filter of like the way that I approach things creatively. And of oh. course, things might be like totally different because we totally different mediums. Yeah, totally yeah. different mediums. Yeah. But um, I try and like live out like the fullest extent of my personality oh. in my creative work. Okay. And out of my creative work. Okay. Or else it feels like disingenuous to me. Ah. Uh. Yeah. So, like, all my quirks of my personality, that's where I'm going to find something different when I do creative things. Mm -mm -mm. But, like, I can't develop that quirk of my personality or, like, how I, I like to see things or how I like to do things mm. without exhibiting that in all aspects of my life. Oh, that's interesting. Because, like, the clothes that I'm making, uh -huh. that's for all aspects of life. Okay. So it needs to be... Like, con consistent? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure that's a, a product of past trauma. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we, we're not. This isn't a trauma <laughs> <It's> cast. It's not. <laughs> I think that, like, for me, and I'm going to get back into open mics now. Okay. Because I, I think the reason why I separate things, it's like being... In love or being high, 
it's just really like it's a rush being on stage no i know nothing feels better yeah or when i when i write a song and i finish it and i sing it back to myself and i hear it there's this ending of this song that i wrote it in the beginning of the year i wrote the song and i had this idea for an outro and i just could not get the chords i couldn't get the timing yeah. and i kept on like trying to write it and then i was like fuck this shit <laughs> and then one day it just like it just happened and i was like yeah like that's that's it that's i it. yeah when when you complete something i i think this is a universal feeling for creatives where it's like you finish a project and you're like you're elated well, I don't. I don't think it was the completion because I. I have like another version of that song in my head. Right. I just don't have the skill to take it to that place. But being able to hear back something that you've done—that's as close to what I can do with my skill. It made me so fucking like I was just enthralled. I kind of feel like it's. I don't. There's parts of me I keep for myself, and then on stage, it it just jumps out. Yeah, yeah. You're like, this is what I was thinking. This is, yeah. this is what I was trying to portray, and I get to portray it to you right here. Yeah, right now. or it's like, I think in my day-to-day -day life, I don't want to be noticed. <laughs> right. I want to keep, uh, I, I like being in the background of everyday life. Yeah. Yeah, but I think in music, it's different. I, I don't mind being my full self, yeah, and getting your attention, being like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back in high school, I used to do open mics. Oh, did you? Why yeah. did you stop? Yo, um, let's let's go. <laughs> because I was just thinking, I want to do a duet. <laughs> <laughs> so hello, <laughs> yo, let's grab Matt in December and be like. Well, that's the person that I did open mics with. Okay, yeah. look. But that man does not like to prepare. <laughs> no. Yeah, he's too talented. Yeah, podcast uh, guest <laughs> Matthew. Um, Shout out to you. Yeah, he he doesn't like to prepare for things to uh, the point where he was like texting me like three days before the podcast. He's like, "It's on Sunday," <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Dude, I, I, I have the receipts." You know, I I've I used to be the unprepared person, and dealing with unprepared people <laughs> frustrates you. I don't think it frustrates me. I'm just like, don't fuck my shit up. Okay, frustrates me. Okay. Um, but like, I'm also somebody who's like very off the cuff. Are you? Yeah. yeah. So like, I walk into a lot of things like less prepared than I should be. Yeah. And I've been working at becoming more prepared because like, as good as I am at coming up with things on the spot, mm. to work with other people mm -hmm. or to have things come out as well thought out. Yes you need to think it out yeah you do you do you really do yeah, yeah. i i think um there's also a part of process that comes out when people are prepared yeah because you're not like i'm not gonna be worrying am i actually doing the right shit it's like i'm doing the right shit and then there's like magic you discover yeah absolutely. yeah yeah you know how many times i'll i'll like i'll work on something like usually in my sketchbook and i finish like an illustration of um something mm -hmm. or I'll, I'll finish like a design for something mm -hmm. and like i'm by no means uh, like the best fashion designer in the world nor am i necessarily like the best illustrator uh illustrator in the world you should not just but, you, you need to big up yourself but when i do that okay I for like five seconds I am yeah and I'm so gassed up and I'm like I'm the shit you're like I'm yes, the best it's me yeah yeah I think yeah I'm just I don't know this is a strange moment in life 
Yeah, yeah. So, well, it, it's it's their twenties. Yeah. Yeah. I think having to be and like maybe this is Vancouver's are very you guys are all very emotional. I'm like, yeah, oh my absolutely. God. I'm actually oh crying God. right now. Audio <laughs> yeah, listeners. I'm gonna have to give him some like Kleenex. <laughs> I, it's just very strange to just be a bit more vulnerable. I'm just like, oh. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, also Vancouver's a big hugging city. Yeah, people like meet you and they hug you. <laughs> yeah. It's just like it doesn't matter like, oh, I've met you once. Yeah. Like, okay, I was at you remember the photography show? Yeah. Yeah. So um one of our one of our friends, right? Her and her posse were there and yeah. I had met one of her friends before. Yeah. And um, she's like, oh, hey, I'm so-and-so. Uh, it's nice to meet you. And I'm like, oh, we've met before uh, at here. And she's like, oh, hey. And then she gives me a hug. <laughs> and I'm like, I've never had a conversation with <laughs> <you."> <laughs> Yeah, you guys are your West Coast feelings. You're in your feelings all the time. You're all cancers, I swear. Um, but I... Everybody, uh, everybody's frowning, though. Are they? Yeah, yeah. Why? Just everybody's friends. I don't know. I don't have time for that shit. It's very dour. It's a dour city. I don't know. I don't have time for that shit. It's cancelled. Ah. So wait, 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 wait. This is a good segue because, like, it's a dour city. Okay. Is it? There's dour people. (laughs) Are are they dour? Yeah. And the weather is dour. (laughs) Even in the deadest (laughs) of winter, it's dour. You guys all have a problem then. I don't know. I think, like... Fuck that shit. Put a like you're fucking alive. You live by the goddamn ocean. You can see the mountains. Like there's so much to be grateful for. I just shrugged. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally the mood. I don't I think I'm unconcerned with other people, how they're like taking things. Yeah. I'm like, I'm feeling goddamn motherfucking joy. So I'm gonna feel it. And if you're not feeling it, like (laughs) keep living your life. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. But I, I moved to or um I visited Montreal recently. Yes. People uh not recently. It was like in the summer. I think that's recent. Yeah. Um and people are outside, people are smiling. They're, it's the in the middle of the city. Kids are outside playing in the streets. <laughs> You're like, what is that? People are they are, lost? <laughs> people are leaving their bicycles on like people are like enjoying themselves, having picnics outside. Oh. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's like, where am I? Why aren't you in your homes? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, people hugging. I really believe in like energy. Somebody so the last two nights I've been out and it's been an experience. <laughs> Eric looks so. <laughs> I'm just right. tired. That was a yawn. No, I, I, I'm a. I don't know if I'm a homebody. I just don't party in Canada. <laughs> I mean, me neither. <laughs> yeah, I say this all the time. All my best experiences are like outside of the country. So I went out, and then I went out again, and it was fun. I'm just like. It's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. It's a lot. Going out and having fun is fun until it's like, oh, hey, I have to get home. Yeah. Or like, oh, hey, I'm going to have fun, but I have to get there. Yeah. Or like, oh, I'm there. What kind of what kind of situation is this? I have to get drunk. I mean, that's the thing. Like, having to... I think last year I had to draw a line with myself and be like, sometimes I would go to things and feel like I need to get more... I need to be less sober. And I'm like, that's a sign I should go home, not drink more or whatever. So it's just difficult to tell people, like, it's not you. It's just like, yeah. if I have to be this in- inebriated, then I shouldn't be here. Yeah. 
This yeah. Is, this is a viewpoint that I had in my very, very um, wholesome days as a child. Wholesome? Grew. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I, I, I didn't start drinking until I was 18. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, shit. Sh- wait, for real? Yeah. The, so... <laughs> the, the idea that I had, which, like, maybe, like, a couple years ago I understood was foolish, and now I'm kind of turning back on. What? Is if I can't have fun sober, mm-hmm. then, like... It's probably not a good idea to only have fun. Wait, one second. Your vocals. Oh, I'm just sitting back a little bit. Oh, okay. That's okay. probably pick up stuff. I was like, okay. I was yeah. like, where let do me, they go? Let me repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> Run it back. Yeah. So if you can't have fun while you're sober, yeah. then like, it's probably not a great idea to only have fun when you're inebriated. And that's why I stay home. <laughs> yeah. You got to work on having fun sober or like feeling fulfilled sober or, or something like that before it's just like, oh yeah, I need to be this all the time. Yeah. yeah. You need to have like three drinks. Yeah. And you know what? Getting drunk like once every six months. Mm-hmm. I think is more fun than like the collective amount of just partying every weekend for six months. Yeah, I I I used to drink like once a year, kind of fallen off that unfortunately. Like in a good or bad way. Like, do you want to drink more or drink less? I don't want to drink at all. Okay. Every year I try to be sober. I end up being put in situations where I'm not. Or maybe I put myself, gotta take responsibility. I put myself in situations where I can't be sober. So. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of life, right? <laughs> it's like you have, obli- like, it's kind of crazy how, like, the feeling of obligation will kind of just um, pop up. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I really like this person that I work with. They're really fun to work with. Uh, I would consider them an acquaintance, right? And then um, they leave for, like, they they leave the the job. Yeah. And there's a going away party, Mm -hmm. right? And you're like, okay, I should go to this. Yes. And you're like, why should I go to this? Because they're my acquaintance. I enjoy their company. I don't want to disappoint them. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it's kind of like this past weekend, it felt like plans were being made for me yes yeah yeah and in that case like unfortunately as as creatives especially in this day and age it's really hard to support yourself Mm -hmm. so like it's grind time when you get off work Mm -hmm. right and the weekend is prime time for that yes because it's like okay friday night i can go home i can reflect Mm -hmm. i can get some work done Mm -hmm. saturday i have a whole day yes a whole ass day like i can cut out like six hours i can cut out eight hours i can cut out 10 hours for myself yeah that didn't happen for me yeah it didn't happen for me either and it makes me so frustrated but yeah i was gonna segue into this earlier but we we're feeling dour, so... I'm feeling happy, actually. Okay. Yeah. I'm feeling dour. I never really, like, partied in uni, so I'm just, like, it balances out. You're like, oh, exciting. I don't I don't necessarily think it's exciting. I just think all these experiences I thought I missed out on due to, like, life circumstances, I, I was like, I really wasn't missing out on anything. I mean, <laughs> sometimes there are some really great parties. Yeah, but like really great parties do exist. I've been to really great parties. So And you've experienced it. And I've experienced it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna segue though. Okay. Cause like, yeah, it's getting colder, but it's not like Edmonton cold. Which is sad. 
wait, we're trying to get into fashion now. Okay, let's get into fashion. It's not like Edmonton cold. Yeah, it's not like Edmonton cold. I've never experienced Edmonton cold. It's lovely. Um, so it's your first winter here in like this mild, drizzly. Fake. Uh, it's fake. It's it's West Coast winter. Fake. <laughs> it's West Coast winter. What are you expecting? Like the the way that the wind goes in the Rocky Mountains and all that sort of like. It, it affects our weather in the way that it never gets cold Wait, enough. I thought we were going into fashion. Yeah, yeah. So, like, how's your first season here in fake winter? <laughs> like, how how are you finding that like your your outfits are changing? Like, I re- <laughs> they're not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I remember in our first episode of the yeah. podcast, I'm like, yeah, I just wore the same thing. Yeah, that's literally me. Like, I I see that you're now wearing like a. Sometimes you're wearing like a gray. Um, gray brown overcoat with shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're getting into your uh, your. I'm your dad. Looks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, like a triple hooded hoodie. Yeah, with like a with like a big. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like the look. Thank it, you. It's like, <laughs> it's like um, it's like something that you would experience before until you take a closer look, where it's just like, oh, that's a pink hoodie with three different hoods <laughs> underneath like some like carhartt co- uh, coveralls and then like uh like a tweed overcoat yeah 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 yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A very interesting i'm style. your dad who's a handyman <laughs> <laughs> and has a big head <laughs> that's the vibe i'm going for i i think workwear is starting to become like a way 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 more popular thing in north america which is funny because like (laughs) do these people could they identify a spanner in a toolbox i can't i can (laughs) um (laughs) like kanye west wore a dickies uh like top and bottom to what was it the met gala yeah yeah because he wanted kim to stand out but i think people noticed kanye more i think that i feel upset at like this proliferation of workwear because you're just gonna drive the prices up i mean it's uh, you ever see the prices of carhartt work in progress yeah it's expensive just take my glasses off yeah and i'm like oh it's so blurry <laughs> now <laughs> no but i mean like once once kanye wears dickies then people are like oh i gotta get dickies now yeah but that's 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 hype like no yeah he should have w- been like frank ocean and won prada yeah but He's worn Prada, and he's in a he's in, in a weird like fashion situation where it's like he he wants to. I don't even know if he wants to wear his own stuff anymore. I, I I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. Do you think Kanye dresses well? N- no. Me neither. No. Not at all. I when I think of well dressed male musicians, I think of Lenny Kravitz. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I think of, you know, ASAP Rocky, very problematic, very... ASAP Rocky before 2016, I think. You mean when he was on his black scale? Yeah. Like, um, when he had the Prada campaign as well. Oh, when he went with, like, the with the, with the the fluffy stuff? Yeah. And he was wearing the shorts? Yeah. Yeah. That was so good. I was like, oh, my God. And now he's shirtless on Calvin Klein ads? And, like, it's the lame Calvin Klein ads because they yeah. got rid of that one photographer... I was like, what are you doing? Like, oh, God. Yeah, they used to... The the beginning of that campaign was, like, a lot better. So good. But it's kind of like, you're just selling underwear. Yeah. 
I'm like, I get it, you're sexy, congratulations. <laughs> like, when do you expect me to do with that? It's like when I see, like, okay, Victoria's Secret is dead. When I see, like, Yay. Fenty, I don't know. I'm just like, oh, you're hot. Like, what do you want me to tell you? Like, yeah. It's kind of like a lot of things look great on extremely beautiful people. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. When I see, like, beautiful, well-dressed people, I'm just, like, I'm so underwhelmed. I'm like, okay, I get it. <laughs> You have good taste and you're fine. Like, yeah, just checking all the boxes. It's just boring. I'm well, like, no, 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 it can't. It's not like that. Like universally, because like I'll look at Pharrell and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Pharrell's <laughs> a handsome dude. I've never had. Oh, okay. And he also dresses pr- like amazingly well. Meh. It's so it's doesn't do anything for me. Okay. Okay. I um. Who else do I think about a lot when I'm like? Fashion, little Uzi bird. I'm trying to be little Uzi's friend. So if we can get that in motion. Yeah, absolutely. I'll yeah. just I'll tweet him. Thank you. I'll tweet him right now. I appreciate that. I also would want to be Shia LaBeouf's friend. He has cool like I feel like Shia LaBeouf has like really rugged that like whack wear style. Yeah. And he's had it for a few years. It's kind of like ruggedish those boots yeah yeah the special forces boots right yeah i want to say that it's a little bit more like i'm a mountaineer a little bit more military actually okay that's very true because he wears like the white t-shirts right drop down give me 20 yeah he he wears the white t-shirts he's got the special forces boots on the only thing that kind of stands out in like that style that i see is that he he's always wearing the the ripped skinny jeans yeah and then he's got um the special force. Did I say the special force? Yeah, forces? you did. Yeah, so that's that's like the anatomy. That's what really stands out for you. Of a Shia LaBeouf. I think I like Little Uzi's fits because they're always colorful, especially more recently. Yeah. He always has like some fun accessory from like Louis or like, I don't even know, Prada or something. Yeah. A colorful like little tote or something. I love how his piercings are consistently one type of metal and they're usually silver. I don't fuck with gold. So I'm like, yeah... It's it's his his outfits are exciting and um, they're well proportioned to his body. Yeah, yeah, he's very tiny. Yeah, so cute. <laughs> I remember, I remember he he was wearing like an outfit with like um, human made boxing shorts and I'm like that's super cool. Yes. Um, and I I feel like a lot of rappers these days are kind of moving into like the Japanese workwear and streetwear realms as well. I hate it. Like um, you'll see like. Actually, just musicians in general, because, like, how long has John Mayer been wearing Visvin oh for? Oh, God. No yeah. comments. And, like, I'll, I'll see, like, Chief <sighs> Keef wearing, like, uh, Visvin sandals now. And it I'm makes like, me exhausted. I mean, I feel like these brands need more exposure, though. Do they? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I don't know. Because, like, I feel like there's, like, a million times more creative things happening in, like, East Asian fashion than European fashion. I feel like... The brands are like I really respect Rihanna because she would wear like people who are like in persons just about to drop their like grad collection. Right. She would be like, yo, that look, I want it. I don't know. I'm more like support because like, I feel like for all the support brands like Bizvim need, they're still kind of established in a sense. Yeah, absolutely. So like what about the next generation? Like I don't want to just see designers leaving school and going to work for like an established house right like when course. people are like i wa- i worked at like prada for five years i'm like fuck if somebody had supported you maybe you would just be doing your thing 
Yeah. Yeah. But, but right now, that's a huge thing. Fashion designers making things for musicians. Yeah. Yeah. Like a whole bunch of independent fashion designers make like, I remember seeing these like really awesome uh, metal metallic reflective um, cargo pants with like a twisting inseam. Mm. Uh, that it, it was a little, it was like patched in the way where it's like the twisting inseam, the panel was the metallic part. Mm. And then there was like a zipper running up the twisting inseam and had like crazy pockets. And a guy had made it for ASAP Rocky and ASAP Ro- Rocky were at a festival. And I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Mm-mm-mm. Right. That, that's like a huge thing for that person. But at the same time, I don't feel like anybody, like it doesn't expect extend past that no right really yeah i I don't feel like people really get appreciable gains in sales from uh celebrity it's like the celebrity isn't even endorsing it necessarily other than wearing it on stage i think you need the right and okay so i know today we're gonna do our three yeah so this is part of my three. Okay. James Lemon, shout out to him. I love him so much. Wait, wait, wait. we should explain what the three is. Oh, yes. Okay. It's my favorite number. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. So Darlene and I, right, we were we were listening back to the first podcast, which just got released. Yeah. Um, and we're like, you know what? This this fashion stuff's pretty cool. Yeah. So let's let's talk more about this fashion stuff. So we decided that we were going to talk about three brands that we really like that nobody... Or, like, don't get as much attention as we think they deserve. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. So, Darlene, take it away. Okay. So, my James Lemons Flamans. I'm going to start with him. I really love James. I'm going to speak to the Ashes collaboration before I speak to why I think he's underrated. And perhaps these two things will cross over. He's made costumes for literally, like, everybody Rihanna, Solange, so many people, but I'm going to talk about Solange because I think his collaboration with her is what I feel the right way to get momentum. So he made a few outfits for her, some of which she wore on stage, some of which she wore for like events she was doing like as an as a private citizen, I guess you would say. Right. And basically, you know Solange has that online collective Saint Heron it's a it used to just do like um sort of like promo for like black artists of all mediums not just musicians right and they also have a shop St. Heron shop and what would happen is like James would be on Tumblr he'd be like I was literally up all night for four days making this and then it didn't get worn but that's okay because you know like six months later he got asked to make exclusive pieces for St. Heron shop right. based off some things that had been worn or he would lend his stuff out to photo shoots, for example. Relatively unknown people. One of those unknown people was Alexa Demi, who everybody's like, oh my God, Alexa Demi. I don't know who that is. <laughs> um, she's on Euphoria. The Let me get you a picture. She's like the Latina girl who... What's, what's Euphoria? It's this TV show with Zendaya. I gave it a chance because I don't know why. It's actually not bad. Okay. It's kind of like Degrassi with more sex, though, because it's I, on HBO. I never watched Degrassi. <laughs> I used to watch some episodes of Degrassi, but this is Alexa Demi. She's kind of an it girl right now. Everybody's like, oh, my God. And we're like, okay, interesting. But I really appreciate how the people that James has worked with have put him on platforms right. and co-signed him in that way. 
So I think like what you said is true, an artist wearing it is not enough. Because a lot of these artists, like for me, it's like, why does ASAP have his own brand, Valone, when he could literally be big upping the guy who made his trousers? Yeah. And like, you know? I think uh, Valone is ASAP Bari's. Oh, okay. Sorry, I take that back. Sorry. No, there's no need to apologize about Valone. I, <laughs> I just, I, I just, yeah. So I think that James, his brand is Flumuns, P L. Wait, let me spell that again. P H L E M U N S. I think that his brand is underrated because of the manner in which he'll like put together the ideas of luxury but with some cheeky details. For example, he has he has this line called Flamand's non basics. And part of that line, he said to this off Tumblr, he was like, yo, I'll make a durag, DM me. So I DM'd him. And then later on, he put it on his website. They're really beautiful durags in like these rich, rich, like jewel toned satiny colors, like magentas. And then he'll have really nice stitching. I don't know if calling it cross stitching is the right thing, but the stitching is a tonal contrast to whatever the main fabric of the durag is. Right. So I think he elevates basics. I think a lot of people kind of look down on durags. You know, you use it to get your waves or like protect your hair. Just elevating it. And he, I, I believe he did a limited release for St. Heron Shop as well. Wow. It, it's just so sickening. I'll show you some of his stuff. He has this t-shirt I'm trying to buy. He doesn't ship to Canada, unfortunately. Okay, but... That that's something that I wanted to get to as well. Yes. You can buy his stuff. You can buy his stuff. If you're in the greater America. If somebody wants to <laughs> proxy you some uh, Please. I, I he has a durag I had made for Eugene. Right. But I just couldn't get it because of shipping. <sighs> I was like, I'll pay for it. I was trying to ship it to someone in the states so then they could ship it to yeah, you. Yeah, but it was just this whole hassle. So now there's a durag somewhere in California with my <laughs> name on it. <laughs> But he has all these so sort of like basic ideas, yeah. but he just elevates them. And the t-shirt I'm talking about, the back, it's cut out. I, I think I saw that in the lookbook. Yeah. Oh, look at that tassel thing. Where? Where? Yes. Yeah. See, it's so exciting. Yeah, yeah. It just, I see his shit and I'm like, yeah, take my money, please. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like cool. I need it. And so, yeah, so these are the silk do-rags. They're just beautiful. So beautiful. Those are quite nice. I, I have fashion designer friends. Oh, that's a cool t-shirt. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have fashion designer friend. Uh, I have a fashion designer friend, um, my friend Reese. Mm -hmm. uh, he made his uh, girlfriend at the time, or girlfriend now still, I'm mm -hmm. not quite sure, <laughs> uh, a do-rag um, because she kept on taking his. <laughs> go to the beauty supply <laughs> yeah but at the same time like what a great idea yeah yeah absolutely yeah. that's like that's like taking life and then turning it into something like your creative output and also a product exactly yeah so i think james is underrated not just because he's elevating basics but because of how dedicated he's been to his craft and not selling out he sticks with his vision. I really admire that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of my choices are like 
a lot more well known. Mm. But let's continue. Do you have a second? Oh yeah, I do. My home girl, Dame Vivian Westwood. Dame Vivian Westwood. Dame Vivian Westwood. I'm fucking obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with you. If you ever, for whatever reason, hear this, I love you. I think she's underrated in the sense that people don't give her props for how involved she's been and not just revolutionizing this idea of women's sensuality. Like I think of those Vivian Westwood corsets that are now being reissued and it's like a woman taking a corset. Have you seen them? No, I haven't. Okay, let me find them. They're beautiful. So it's like the traditional corset boning, but I think because a woman is designing them, it's not as this is a typing break. Is it is it like less restrictive? Is it more like usable? I think it's more sensual. It's not as sexual. I think Twigs has won some of these. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I think it still has like that traditional idea of boning, this focus on like your waistline and your boobs are popping, but it's not like you can't breathe. Right. It's this very... This is like some Carolyn Polachek pang cover. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so elegant. But more than that, she's been the queen of sustainability for a long-ass goddamn time. Yeah. She's been talking about it. People don't give her props for, you know, how committed and dedicated she's been to self-examining her brand and being like, is this sustainable? Should I still be using these materials? And more than that, I also think her shows have a theatricality that we only used to see with, like, McQueen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So she's my number two. I just, I fucking love Vivian Westwood. <laughs> I, I love how unabashed she is about her, like, life, her sexuality, especially yeah. as she gets older, everything. Um, I like how she uses uh, all different body types yes. for her campaigns. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's it's kind of like she's doing all the things that we want the fashion in industry to do, but we don't expect because we're still all so fucking vain. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. So Vivian Westwood is my number two. I really want one of her, um, in, like her linked uh, knuckle duster rings. Ooh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I want a knuckle duster ring on the middle finger of my right hand. So You'd whenever I'm like, holding a bag or something like that, you can always just see this little knuckle duster. Just like coming through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah. They put them on Essence recently. Oh, did they? Yeah, I mm, doubt they'll ever go sale on sale. Sale starts on the 25th. <laughs> yeah, sale starts on the 25th. Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get some. Um, Wang Feng, uh, Wang Feng, Feng Chang, um, trousers. There's some oh, cool shit. trousers. That's cool. Yeah. I I want those turtlenecks, but I don't think I'm gonna cop them. The Asai ones. Yeah. Oh, those ones are so pretty. When I saw so a uh, Lily May. Yeah. She was wearing Asai like last year, and I was like. <sighs> and who's, then who's Lily May? Um, she's a streetwear <laughs> sort of like she's a woman in street. I don't know how to describe her. She was the first woman to design. Um, I think unisex Jordans. She's released, I think, three pairs of Jordans, and they're all really fucking amazing. So she was wearing those turtlenecks, and I was like, "Oh my god, I want to get my hands on them." Uh, um, oh, <laughs> I can't type and talk at the same time. You know, um, here, here. Then let me take it, uh, take us on a little detour. detour. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, G Dragon. I do know G-Dragon. You know Peace Minus One? I do. Did you see the Peace Minus One Nike Air Force Ones? No, I didn't. Are they good? Should no. I look at them? They're fucking... <laughs> it's... It's, um... It's exhausting. 
<laughs> Seems like, I don't know. Just let's just take a look at them real quick. Wait, are they these ones? No, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's white ones and black ones. Okay. And they have like. Oh, they just released. Yeah, yeah. They got like little sunflowers on the, and then there's like little. It's just. They have a on sneaker news. They've got a 4.21 out of five rating based on 21 votes. You ever meet K-pop fans? (laughs) They don't care about the quality. (laughs) Yo, um, K-pop is. I got a lot to say about that later, but I I have so much to say about K-pop. The third. I'll run through my third person really quickly. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Take all the time you need. Okay. There's a woman in the Philippines. Well, she's Australian, British, Filipina. Her name is Kim Jones. Kim Cam Jones. Not not to be confused with Kim Kim Jones. Jones. Yeah. (laughs) So ahead before, like, Googling. So um, I'm going to pull up her website while I talk. Uh, (laughs) This is so difficult. I'll just edit this out. Basically, she has this brand called The Four, and she's really focused on highlighting Filipino and South Asian talent. And when she first released The Four, she would collaborate with these designers for like a limited edition Mm. collection that was a collaboration between their natural aesthetic and sort of her vision. So the first collaboration, I think, was these earrings that were made out of resin cool and it was this idea of they're not on the website anymore but they're on the instagram let's let's find them it's just so i love her dedication and this is what i wish more people of prominence would do her dedication to high fuck you instagram (laughs) i'll show you on my phone her dedication to hiring or just big upping people who are talented right but I love the four because it's not just, oh, here's some new talent, but also this idea of environmentalism. So very small collections. They recently released a clothing collection collaboration, and it's all using natural dye processes from a specific region in the Philippines. Right. And I, I admire that. Oh, thank <laughs> That That sounds really great. Um, the four. Yeah. I can't wait to see these earrings. So... Okay, I found them. I wanna. I um, really. I. I'm sad I didn't get to buy these, <laughs> but I was. I was trying to be an adult, you guys. <laughs> I was like, um. So if I don't know if they come back. So there were different sets, and they're all. It's like a two for one. You can either there's a larger piece which is shaped very. It's not like a normal shape. Yeah, it looks it, like when you're when you're looking at like uh, a 3D render of going through the bloodstream. Yeah. And then like a red blood cell is like twisting. S- yeah, it's like what's happening? But there's sickle cell anemia involved. <laughs> and you're like, God damn it, get yeah. this oxygen supply. But basically, um, so the main piece will look like fucked up blood cell, and then there'll be another less fucked up blood cell looking piece attached to it so you could wear them attached to each other or you could take off the secondary piece and each piece was in contrasting colors so red and white blue and white they'd be black and yellow i believe that's awesome very sculptural i believe it was resin made and then the backing was 24k gold wow and then it would come in like its own nice box and i was like oh yeah she i think she worked with Ken Samudo. Um, he's a jewelry designer in the Philippines who would do these like he used to be 
a marine biologist, something to do with the ocean. Oh, sick. So very inspired by like those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So that's my number three. Outsider fashion is cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get to a point where I can like buy it. Would you ever make clothing? No. Like if a brand asked for you to collaborate with them and they wanted your creative input, would you? Or would you be like, okay, yeah, just do whatever? I would I would want to have like input into my match for my like music stuff. Right. Yeah. But like if a brand wants to collaborate with you, you're fine with them just being like, okay, where are the clothes? We're going to take a photo shoot. It really depends. I think I'm very selective. I see. Yeah. So like Louis Vuitton comes knocking at your door and you're like, I didn't like your last season. Yeah, but if like Kim Jones with the four were like, let's collab, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. I'm into those. Those are the three brands that I've never heard of. Oh, two brands that I've never heard of before, of course we know. Vivian Westwood. Yeah, absolute legend in our industry. Um, Who are your three? So I want to start off by bigging up my, I think it's my favorite brand. Ooh. Just period. Okay. I brought them up in the first uh, episode. Um, Is it Yoji? No, no, it's Sasquatch Fabrics. Oh! Yeah, yeah. So while I'm talking about Sasquatch Fabrics, did you want to pull up their last um, lookbook? Yes. Yeah. Is it on their website? Yeah, absolutely. Just Google Sasquatch Fabrics and it should come up. But um, Sasquatch Fabrics is an amazing Japanese brand with kind of a terrible name. <laughs> is it a terrible name? Well, like, what does Sasquatch Fabrics mean? I don't know. Sasquatches are, like, elusive, mythical creatures. I guess so. But just just hit that collections collection button. Oh. <laughs> okay, yes. Yeah. And, um... When the internet loads? Yeah. Oh, Vancouver Public Library. Oh, no, I think this is... It's the newest one, so top left. Wait, what? Which, this one, right? Yeah, yeah, it should be... Oh, no, that's 2017. What the fuck? Yeah, what the heck? Um, oh, 2019? That's... I think they just... Oh, um, it's one to the right. Oh, this one? This one. Oh, I think they just have the date wrong. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay the date's wrong. Okay, I was like... <laughs> All right. Okay, wait, no, it's not... Just... I think if you click it, it should go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. And I think you can... Yeah, you can just scroll down from here. Um, Sasquatch Fabrics is a really interesting brand in the way that they approach how they interact with, like, North American and East Asian um, inspiration, mm. um, where they, they have a distinctly East Asian sort of uh, ideal when it comes to designing clothing. Mm. But then... They appropriate like the uh, the silhouettes mm. of uh, of Ooh. traditional North American garments. So like bomber, or maybe just Western garments in general. So Ooh. like bomber jackets and like hoodies and like coach jackets and like different types of like overcoats. But then they'll they'll change the collar or they'll change like the way that it fits or like um, they'll they'll like make an insinuation towards like an East Asian garment. Or like the the silhouette gives off like a, an insinuation of that kind of garment. It's all very fun, but I think the most interesting part of it is like that kind of role reversal mm -hmm. of like East Asians appropriating. Yeah, yeah, those boots are crazy, but 
I actually don't know where they fit in the collection, but it's kind of refreshing when you see them. Yeah, it yeah. is. There's Shit. some very creative boots in the collection They're if like you take a look at them. Black, and then the I don't know what this pet that I call that the toe yeah, toe the, cap. Yeah, the toe cap. It's like this nice beige leaning on tan color. Um, on the upper, there's like yellow, cut through with black, a lot of white, where you'd think laces would be, and then the sole is like this really nice red and i hate the color red so like it's a really nice red you guys <laughs> it's it kind of <laughs> reminds me of like a nascar car yeah yeah it's like the color of a nascar car yeah but um yeah uh really interesting in that way it's just really exciting for me just um i find that the way that i design maybe i was inspired by them mm. but yeah it's it's fucking awesome that's um that's my first brand Sasquatch fabrics and it's not like exorbitantly expensive as well no no oh it's these just... are North Face boots oh okay okay they must have done a North Face collab shit those are fantastic so it's not what's like what's the price it's like um, if you're gonna get like a big big coat kind of thing mm. of course it's gonna cost you something like it's designer clothing it's still gonna <laughs> cost you like $900 a few stacks yeah oh. but like I have like one of their online jackets and I mm. got it for like three hundred and fifty dollars mm. like their pants you can get for like four hundred esque dollars ooh, ooh. yeah but okay. it's it's all it's like super cool i love this stuff it's all super wearable too mm. none of this <gasps> is not yeah yeah darlene just saw like a whole velveteen look yeah is it like crushed velvet i'm i'm sure know. it's like royal purple yeah sorry go on yeah it's the kind of purple where if there's no light it looks black and then like it's it has enough sheen that when light shines on it it like pops out shit a lot of really gorgeous stuff um that's that yes uh there's my my second brand is a korean recent startup brand Mm. it's called anglan a-n-g-l-a-n and um did you show them to me before maybe i know i've shown some people uh them um they do overseas shipping Oh. Uh, first and foremost, most important thing. But their branding is so exciting in the way that they don't do conventional yeah. modeling where it's like, oh, hey, look at us looking super pretty. And their um, their product shots aren't these static, non-moving uh, product shots. They're, the whole thing about their brand is everything is super wide, everything is super casual, and everything looks different in motion. Mm. So all the product shots are in motion. All their Instagram is filled with them making really cheeky poses, smiling their their asses off, like um, doing like mid jump or like twisting their bodies around and kicking. Or it's it's just all very exciting. And I want to say that they're very much. It's very much like, um, it's kind of like Korean Americana. It's the Korean take on like, oh, here's like all the the military and workwear garments that exist uh-huh. that came from North America, uh-huh. but it's our version of it. Okay. And their version is just everything super wide, everything super casual. And um, the price point is also very low. Like their pants if i can still do my conversion of korean won to canadian dollar mm. it's like a pair of pants are like a hundred dollars 
and that's not bad at all and it's like these gigantic like cotton ripstop like balloon pants and stuff like that mm. it's it's really exciting it's really great um they've been blowing up recently in kind of a smaller way mm. they just opened up their um uh their showroom in korea yeah yeah i really like them it's just it's exciting to see fashion where people don't look so the word of the day dour <laughs> yeah just hateration yeah hateration <laughs> and what's your other brand my uh, my last brand yeah so uh i was kind of sitting on two brands i was okay. kind of sitting like okay okay i have two in my head that i want to go with but then you just reminded me of one. Oh, okay um, what's the what's the t it's called story mfg story mfg um it's a husband and wife brand. Oh, that's so cute. Yes, absolutely. And they're both like in love with indigo. Like the color? Like the dye. Oh. Yeah, and it all started <gasps> off with that. They have dye dye. Yeah, it's it's a lot of gorgeous stuff. They just released their new season. A lot of it uh every single dye that they use is a natural plant-based dye. Oh shit. They don't do huge dye vats. Mm. They don't like they don't dump a whole bunch of chemicals. Mm. Um, they have a factory, or not really a factory. They have like a they have like a town in India that they work with really closely mm. to come up with the different quilts that they do. Oh shit! The different um, embroidery that they do. <gasps> so the the wife, she um, her name is uh, Katie. I oh. want to say oh. she's like a master embroiderer. Oh. So she'll like embroider like these really uh, trippy sort of visuals and then she'll bring them to um, the embroiders in the town and be like, okay, this is how we do it. They're 100% slow made. They're 100% sustainable. Not a non-natural fabric in sight. In their sales tags, they have like, they write down, what is this dyed by? What is the material? How do you take care of all this stuff? It's gorgeous. This is... I'm literally just sitting here with my mouth like a gape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. It's a lot of really fantastic stuff. In wow. fact, you can see me on... Um, I believe it's Darlene's uh, advertisement post. Of <laughs> uh, It was me wearing one of their jumpsuits. Or their tracksuits. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's like okay. this blue floral tracksuit with piping. I'm going to tag them. With a raglan sleeve. Yes. It's really gorgeous stuff. Um, I um. <gasps> oh, my God. There's like drawstrings that tighten up everything. You oh. see that? You see that brown jacket? Yeah. That that brown jacket's amazing. It's, it's sickening. Yeah. Wow. And the whole thing of it, right? Oh, my God. It's uh, the whole print of it is a woodblock print. They don't have like a print roller. They have somebody who made the woodblock print and then stamped them. Shit. Yeah, so there's Shit. there's like these little beautiful imperfections and it's just it's just great stuff. You guys. Story MFG. Exciting. It's Bobbin and Katie. That's like a dream. Yeah, absolutely. Creative creative powerhouse. Yeah. Seriously. And I used to interact with this guy on um uh, uh i used to interact with bobbin um over social various like fashion communities mm. and he always had like this really really unique style where it was like a lot of natural garments a lot of like thrifted gigantic garments and you can kind of see like okay i get 
where you get your love for this sort of material, mm -mm -mm. for this sort of idea, this yes. sort of fit from. Yes. And then I saw when he released his first newsletter for like his brand. Oh. And he's like, okay, this is what my what what my brand's gonna be. And there's still a pair of jeans that I want, which are just like wide leg jeans and they have these big like painted white stripes, just two of them at the bottom of the jean. Are you gonna cop? Uh, they're throughout a season now. Oh, nobody, nobody's out there. Buying. I kind of wish that like when things are out of season, because I feel like some designers still have like leftover product. Yeah, if they could just tell me that so I could buy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I get that part. Yeah. Um, I have ideas about that in terms of like how I would want to revolutionize my business, but I need to keep that on wraps for now. Yeah, gotta. Yeah. So. Were those all your three? Those were my three. Okay. Yeah. So that's um just to go through them again. That's Sasquatch Fabrics. Mm -mm. That's Anglan, and that's uh, Story MFG. Mm. And that's brilliant. And what were yours again? Okay, so Vivian Westwood, Flamans, and the brand The Four, F O R E by Kim Cam Jones. Excellent. She's a powerhouse. So when. When when I hear people talking about uh, like not knowing where to get really interesting stuff, mm -hmm. you have no excuses now. You have six. Exactly. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> all at different price points too. Exactly. There is interesting clothes at all different levels. Exactly. I have a friend. We have a friend who finds cool ass things thrifting all the time. Yeah. 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 It's sickening. I'm like, can you thrift for me? <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Well, yeah. like. That's his job. Yeah, no, I <laughs> <laughs> I did ask. Yeah, yeah. He, he said he had um, a Dior saddlebag. Yeah. A, a denim mini one. Oh, what? I, yeah, yeah. He has a denim mini uh, Dior saddlebag that he's getting in soon. Shit. And I'm like, yeah, send me photos of that. You know, it's Christmas soon. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I should treat myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Last episode, no Dior. This episode, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I also, he, he, he specializes a lot in... Uh, nylon Prada bags, mm -mm -mm -mm. so I'm like, yeah, those are cool. Yeah, they are really cool. They're they're a fancy purse. They're a luxury purse. Yeah. for living life. I think they're practical. They're super practical. I could, could get rained on and just be like, whatever. Yeah, I should still save. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mucha Prada. What? Uh, like I I think she's a revolutionary forward thinker in fashion. I don't just know. Period. I have mixed feelings about her. I mean, in terms of like the things that she creates yeah and like how forward thinking that they are so like she's always looking at futurism she's always she's always been making technical garments you yeah I, mean? I just feel so we all know the legend Naomi Campbell mm -hmm. and then I believe it was either Jordan Dunn or Malaika Firth literally decades later when people are like the first black model to work Prada in like 15 years I I have a difficult time reconciling Muichia Prada's high intelligence this deep understanding of life with that right I'm just like that makes sense I'm like oh okay no yeah. I get that yeah, that's pretty bad. I was like, <laughs> which one? <laughs> yeah. She's a she's a good designer. She has a PhD. Does she? She has a PhD in. Let me find out. Fact checking is gonna ruin this podcast. 
<laughs> I'll just cut the silence out. Gotta gotta make sure. She has a PhD in political science from the wow. University of Maryland. Square up. <laughs> I don't know. This is an yeah. I don't know. What kind of political science? I mean, is she learning? I'm about? not surprised because being in poli sci, you just get a lot of people where you're like, <laughs> we're totally fucked. <laughs> <laughs> That's the word on the street, kids. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just can't get that out of my mind. No, I get that. Yeah. But she's Italian. Italians don't really fuck with black people like that. Mm. You should go to Italy. It's really great. Yeah, but I want to like, I want to like hit up Asia more first. No, go to Rome, okay? Why would I want to do that? I already told you. <laughs> this is a bad. Uh, so like, Rome has history. I told you from like the fucking Romans yeah, all yeah. the way till like now. You go through the fucking Renaissance. You walk through that the Vatican, and you see like fucking Michelangelo's The Last Supper. And you're like, what the fuck? Freaking excellence. But China. Yeah, China's great. I want to go to China. I fucking love China. I realize that, like, my, my joy in terms of, um, my joy in traveling, mm. I just like hanging out in cool places. Do you? Yeah, like, places where I'm just like, wow, this you is just awesome. Chill? Let's sit here. Let's <laughs> chill. Let's hang you out. You should go Let's to talk. the, I think it's the 718 or 798 Ads District in Beijing. Okay, okay. A whole neighborhood. They have, like, art galleries, but on the outside, there's also, like, sculptures and, like, random art. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah. I would totally check that I out. I think you would love it. I want to, I also want to go to Guangzhou. Yeah. The fabric district of, like... Oh, I thought you meant to eat. <laughs> it's the fabric district of, for all intents and purposes the world they've got good food too yeah well i i imagine like good food is kind of like an everywhere thing in china <laughs> yeah yeah i'm just messing with you <laughs> it's kind of like it's like when i went to, uh when i was living in japan oh so i lived in japan for maybe about five months Mm-mm. I never had a bad meal there. No? All the food is just delicious. Shit. The quality of food is amazing. So, like, yeah, no, that's the thing. Coming back to North America, I'm like, we're not eating good, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Like, what is this? You call this peanut sauce? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Even McDonald's is lit in other countries. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, the only thing that's palatable here is what? The flail fish? I like the baggage from the dollar menu. <laughs> Like a junior chicken? No, I like like the straight up double hamburger with no cheese, extra pickles, no onions. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I respect the pungency. Yeah. Pungency is important. It's really good. I'm like, oh yeah. But yeah. So those are our top three fashion people. I like fashion. I like music. Alright, cool. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I am I had So I made a list of my top three my underrated musicians. Same. Yeah. Do you wanna start us off? Sure. Okay, okay. I gotta re remember them real quick. Um I wanna start with Zaloopers. I've never Never heard of Zaloopers? No. Okay. Tell um, me more. He's from Bruiser Brigade. No idea. That's Danny Brown's... Um, oh! Yeah, yeah, that's Danny Brown's crew. Okay. So there's, like, uh, Chips. I think that's one of them. 
there's um there's like Dopehead, um there's loopers there's danny brown and i'm sure there's people that i'm missing as well Mm-mm-mm. but uh zaloopers he's kind of been going through like a weird artistic sort of thing that's culminating at right now and he dropped an album this year mm. it's called uh dynamite mm. it's amazing front to back he does not get enough attention his music is uh it kind of takes like the sort of like strange offbeat sort of hip-hop that's coming out from new york right now mm. so like with like a uh, mike and like mavi and like um earl sweatshirt and like all this kind of weirdness and then he's putting it with these really great spacey lo-fi kind of like harsh but like groovable beats Mm-mm-mm. and his voice is really like tinny and scratchy hmm. and it's super expressive he i don't think he gets a lot of recognition he he's currently touring with um with danny brown right now he has a album called piece of the ghetto with shigeto the drummer and producer um he put out like this really really like high energy crazy like drugged out like sweaty like um it, it feels like a like a like a really bad fever dream called um i think it's called bothic yeah like gothic but like okay but bothic i was like yeah yeah and that's that's kind of like the start of it like he started off being like this really crazy like off hinge like musician Mm. he's also a painter and like his his work's just maturing so much to the point where he's like making amazing music now but i don't think anybody's really looking at him why do you think that's the case? Because Bothic came out, and that had, like, a couple big hits, oh. like, big for him hits. Oh. And people kind of, like, I think people maybe see Zaloopers as somebody who, who, like, had the chance to blow up but didn't blow up. Hmm. That's or, an interesting dichotomy. Like, his, um, his, uh, his, his wave has kind of, like, run out. But, like, I think if it's good art, then you should listen. And he's a young guy, too, so, like, he's going to keep on making great music, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, even if he was old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like an album 555. Yo, I would do it. <laughs> I seriously would. It's like, um, it's like, uh, it's like when Young Thug put out the Barter Six. Yeah. <laughs> I seriously, yo, I'm trying to get my shit together and like be on tour in the near future. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's going to be exciting. I think that's my dream. That's why I'm like personal life. Who needs that? Yeah, exactly. Just grind away. If I ask you to hang out, or you like, we got podcasts on deck. Yeah, right? you can be yeah. like, hey, I'm canceling for the next four weeks. And I'm <laughs> like, okay, well, we still have episodes, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my second artist that I'm, I I think is way way underrated. His name is uh, Boogie. No idea. Westside Boogie. He's um from Compton, California. Okay. He's a he's a gangster rapper. Oh. He's sad. Man's really sad. <laughs> like I, you know you know how What kind of sad? Okay. Like Janae Iko twenty eleven sad? Uh so like you know how black he's kinda like he's saying all the things <laughs> that he's realizing about like how he dumb fucked up. Yeah, yeah, but he's it's essentially like him sharing his perspective that he's growing, um, in terms of like 
his perspective on like perspective and empathy with women yeah right yeah so boogie he's like he's coming to terms with being a man okay that's interesting yeah so this sounds uh, fascinating yeah he's he's like he's a father and he's a young father and he's he's rash oh he's is he an aries he's i don't know he's angry uh-huh. he he's angry at himself like he he talks about like he like he he mentions like he cheated on his uh queen for a hoe right and like he's he's talking about like this this is like this is my self-destruction and i caused it to myself Mm. there's this uh one beautiful line or the he has this the best song off his new album everything's for sale Mm. everything's for sale he, so like the whole album is him talking about trying to get like um consider his relationships consider his relationship with his baby mama um talking about like people like subbing him in person um like him being like insecure him thinking that he's like a, a fuck boy or something like that mm. there's a there's a song in there called uh, lol smh interlude <laughs> which i think is his best song what is just oh uh, he has nice eyes <laughs> i can see the emotions <laughs> yo scroll down um i want you to i, I want you to read a part just scroll down which a bit more um keep scrolling at the beginning of verse two from i know your fight to be free Okay. <laughs> I know your fight to be free, locked in your mind. How surprising you think that silence is key. You ain't designed to be blind and lost in the night like you be. I know the hurt in your eyes. Oh my, you remind me of me. And it's a lot we don't see. Gotta be tough, cause acting tough all day. Shoulder shrugs, then show the world you give no fucks all day. Plus got a story I could never show you. Scared if you open up. Niggas just might have leverage on you. Uh, and I'm like, God, why you give your line, but you ain't been replying. But I'm like, God, you say you had my back, but nigga, you been lying. I'm like, God, it's gold I got inside. My shit just need refining. Uh, and yes, sometimes I need reminder. Remind me that I'm gonna be. Remind me that I'm gonna be straight. Remind me if my hat do break. Remind me that it's gonna reshape. Remind me, nigga, stand your ground. Remind me not to call Janae. I helped her get up on her feet for me to see her walk away. SMH, fuck. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah <laughs> shit, absolutely. I can really relate to that. Yeah. Like, look, he's like, <sighs> like this is this is like the the toxicity of like what it is to be a man. I expectations really love if I could sorry I'm totally interrupting you that's all good the line where he's like scared if you open up niggas just might have leverage on you yeah I really feel that yeah absolutely and he's just like here he is he's just putting his heart out on the line right it's it's like wow yeah it's it's fantastic wow he, he's been making mixtapes for years and oh. they're, they're all like really bitter and like really like he's trying to like figure himself out and on this one i feel like he's figured himself out i'm gonna add this to my spotify yeah it's all really good except for this one one song called rainy days okay because uh boogie is signed to (laughs) 
Shady Records. Okay. So he has to get a verse from the boss. Hello. <laughs> You're like no, no, no. There's it's like it's like this it's like this really beautiful like it's not a concept album but the album has a concept, mm. right? And it's like the expectations of what it is to be a man, mm. like getting over like like your past mistakes, mm. trying to do better in the future, mm. and then and then Eminem comes through with the verse like <laughs> I left my legacy hurt. Oh god. Fuck what you heard. Um it's like you're a shepherd with sheep. Uh fuck fuck with your herd and I'm like, "Oh my god, shut up. This is so bad." I Who's your next artist? Only cuz we're running out of time. Uh okay, okay. Um I had somebody different on the top of my uh, let's just hop into somebody who I was just listening to this week. Okay. And I enjoy so much. Who? Even though they're kind of big already. Who? You know Coffee? Oh, yeah. I love Coffee. The I reggae love artist? Gratitude. Um, Gratitude is a must. Uh, I like that that song. Um, uh, is it... It's the it's the most upbeat one. Is it called, like, Cheers? Or It was off her uh, EP recently. Is it the one that was being played everywhere? I you know what I've never heard her before because I don't listen to any oh, music okay. other than like the music that like I um, interact with. Let's trust genius. Is it toast? Yeah, it's toast. I love toast. Toast is awesome. Toast, toast. <laughs> she, it's it's such a fucking it's such a fucking high energy, uh, such a, it's just like pleasant to the ears and it's also kind of updated to be digestible for now. Mm-mm-mm. Even though like I don't necessarily have like a big background in like listening to reggae music, Mm-mm. but. It just sounds so good. I mean, I think one thing I've consistently heard is that Jamaicans are all about gratitude. Yeah. It really comes through. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I love her music videos as well. Like, every single yeah. one of her music film. videos. Yeah, it's film. So good. And she's in her city. Oh, And I she's love just it. hanging out with people. And, like, she's dancing with like random people who are like just washing her car or whatever yeah <laughs> she feels it yeah it's great i love it yeah um what, what have you been listening to this week or interacting wait, with or i wanna well wait wait, wait. okay i'm okay. gonna talk about one artist okay actually two okay i'm gonna say miss mariah carey people don't give her props for being a fucking legend for like almost 30 years yeah. she writes her own music she escaped Tony Motola and all the like label fuckery and she was like, Fuck you, I still got hits. But you can you can Google and read up about her. I really want to talk about IO, I slash O. I discovered him back when YouTube was still like good for discovering people. Yeah. He had this album out in twenty twelve called Isolation and I believe he made the whole thing by himself wow. to whatever extent. And it's exploring all these themes about not settling in different ways not settling listening to your family and friends not settling for like a life path you don't want a love you don't want i'm just like oh yeah so you guys should go listen to io we're gonna get like a playlist for this okay excellent we'll force you to listen yeah we're just gonna we're just gonna toss songs (laughs) on there it's gonna be like (laughs) the most incongruent shit it's gonna be awesome (laughs) you'll be like what the fuck Um, but this week i've really been listening to tinashe tinashe yo my girl got number one I, i i've told you this before i really um I empathize with Tanache. De- sheer determination. Right. Yeah. But, like, maybe something that I've started to realize about you is yeah. that, like, you'll stand somebody past their bad music. Mm. <laughs> you'll be like, oh, you have shitty songs, but that's okay. I love you. 
I think it's because I listen to her mixtapes. Her mixtapes are quite good. Okay. Yeah. Are they better than her albums? Oh, yeah. Why? <laughs> I don't know, because she makes them in her bedroom. All the sauces in her bedroom. Yeah, well, maybe maybe people just got to keep on doing what's working. It's like... Okay, so I, I've been listening to songs for you, but mostly, like, uh, feelings for the first... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? You if a nigga acting up, I put his ass out. Okay, let's let's not skirt around the fact that you cut the album down <laughs> yeah. to nine songs. Eight now. Eight now. <laughs> uh, Tanache, if you are, you know, I love a good side gig. If you need someone to edit you down, I'm down to give it a listen and edit you down. I really like how she's unbothered and maybe I, last podcast we talked about me going to straight capitalism mode yeah <laughs> so I think this music fits with straight capitalism mode she's like I'm not going back and forth with any of you bitches I think it's so important I know it's cuffing season I know people get in their feelings but just don't <laughs> Who's, who's beefing with Tanache? Does anybody ever beef with Tanache? I mean, I think Kendall Jenner stole her boyfriend, but... Oh, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But basically, I just like this, like... I feel like so many women can be so pressed. Like, I love the Summer Walker project, but she's so pressed. And I'm like, there's so many people out there who are going to treat you like the precious person you are yeah so yeah when tanache was like i'm not going back and forth with any of you bitches i was like yeah <laughs> like you have things to do yeah yeah absolutely yeah um i i i like how you take like you 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 spend as like a as a songwriter right yeah you spend extra time absorbing in the lyrics yeah right? yeah i do but i feel like it's it's pretty funny that you kind of like <laughs> grab like a message yeah. and it's it's like a message that isn't necessarily <laughs> the in the song. context of your life yeah where it's like she's like oh yeah i don't fuck with like these people yeah. and like they're always like doing this and this yeah and then you'll be like you know what fuck these people <laughs> but for a totally different reason like oh i'm busy <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know or also like there's that song she has with jeezy somebody cut jeezy out and send me that version but she's like i don't care i don't i don't co-sign the whole i don't care about your girlfriend i think that's disrespectful but she was like i don't care about your ex thing i don't care about your next thing i like that too just being like we're here right now and it doesn't have to be meaningful past this point Right. I'm a. You can peace out when you want to peace out. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> but it's is it like in terms of like a relationship? Yeah. So for y yourself, it's like okay, you want to go into relationships with the idea that you can peace out whenever. Well, I think if I'm no, I'm not gonna fall in love with you. I want to mm. go into it, just being like, when it's done, it's done. Right. I think if I start stressing out over people, that's when I'm like, I I gotta bounce. Right. No drama, that's my thing. Yeah. If there's drama, then it's not for me. But like, sometimes, like a joke that you and I have yeah. is that you'll just pop up with like a lyric of an artist yeah. to <laughs> describe a situation that has nothing necessarily <laughs> to do with the whole situation. Yeah. Like we're talking about like, I don't know, like food being cold and yeah. you pop out with like a future quote. <laughs> like, uh, Mario, I got an icebox in my heart used to be. It's what this strawberry said. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just think like, if I'm not going to fall in love with you, it just needs to be no drama. And if I'm going to fall in love with you, it needs to be no drama. And if there's drama... Then I'm not going to fall in love with you? Then I'm leaving. Like, yeah. when my 
when I see people complain about that like booze to me I'm like you could just leave yeah I just I don't know no drama you're a fucking adult do whatever the hell you please if there's drama it's not meant for you yeah nothing that's meant for you will ever cause you a loss of peace of mind yeah but I just been listening to Tanache. Wait, does that mean uh, does that mean singing? Does singing uh, reduce your peace of mind? No, never. But do things that come along with singing remove you from peace of mind? No, people remove me from peace of mind. Oh, okay. Yeah, got it. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I stay my ass at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but no, I never lose peace of mind over music. Mm. Yeah. But I just I've just been listening. To I can't talk. I've been listening to Tinashe and twerking in my kitchen alone. Like cut vegetables to cook for myself. Um, and you're enjoying it for the most part. I'm enjoying it for the most part. Straight capitalism. And I think that's honestly all I've had on repeat. I've been reading. And that's it. Nice. What are you reading? I'm reading a lot of articles and interviews. I'm reading... An interview by the I don't know if you guys are concerned with the whole Prince Andrew Jeffrey Epstein scandal but he basically <laughs> had this chaotic interview I saw the interview he's just like mm, nope nope wasn't me I, <laughs> no I can't sweat <laughs> my fingers they're fat fingers <laughs> basically yeah this chaotic interview and there's a really great article by the UK version of GQ talking to the producers who helped organize everything behind the scenes. So yeah. I've been reading a lot about that. I've been reading some FKA interviews. I just like reading like deep dives of different issues. Yeah. Her name's Twigs. <laughs> it's like it's like when you call ASAP Rocky ASAP and yeah. I'm like that's that's their crew name. Yeah. I'm trying to it's gonna happen. I'm gonna manifest it. Uh yeah. Like you're gonna, I'm gonna one, one day you're gonna call him Rocky or you're gonna become a part of ASAP Mob. I think one day I wanna be like Talila and I were just hanging out. With like FK Twigs, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I wanna get on that like government name. Ah, I yeah. see. Yeah. Be like, it's just me and my friend Talila. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make it happen. Just wait. Yeah. I've been I've been listening to um I've been listening to the Earth Gang album mm. uh, Mirrorland. It's kind of grown on me quite a bit. I don't think it's necessarily a great album, mm. but they have like how many duos are are there in hip hop right now? Not a lot. Is um Killer Mike isn't he in a duo? Yeah, with LP. Yeah. They haven't put out a project in a bit, but their music is great. Uh, Run the Jewels. Mm-mm-mm. There's like Little Baby and Gunna, if you can count that. Um, there's like Flatbush Zombies, I guess, and there's like there's like a couple duos out there, mm. but these guys they're way more melodic, they're way more off the wall. Their album was pretty good, but I think I'm listening to it so much because there's nothing else like it, mixing in that sort of like soul type singing with like these really off the wall flows, these really like nutty vo- vocal inflections. Mm. So yeah, I, I've been enjoying that. Um, I've been listening to... What else have I been listening to? Uh, I've been going back to some of my favorite artists mm. and my favorite projects of the year and favorite projects of kind of the decade. Oh, um, shit. I've been shit. listening to some older projects. Um, trying to decide what I really, really like. 
Um, and you know, you got your, you got your classics and stuff like that. I think when we get a little bit closer to the end of the year, mm. we should probably talk about like. I don't know. Do you care about a decade? No. I don't give a fuck about a decade. I feel like I don't have. I was talking to my mom. Yeah. About how like you gain this concept of time the longer you live. I feel like I haven't lived long enough to have a good conceptualization of what a decade actually is. Right. Because I feel like I was just understanding what a day is. Like, yeah. Not too long ago. Because like a decade, like for both of us, we were like. 14 and 15 yeah right we weren't yeah. like fucking adults but at the same time i think it's super arbitrary like i get that there's like a generalized effect on people like feeling the end of the decade coming mm. Mm. and like either like desperation mostly or happiness mm. and like that leads to like a change in attitude amongst people mm. but like in terms of like things it's arbitrary it's super arbitrary um eras can change whenever mm. it, it's not it's not set up by the decade, right? Yeah. Like, when we're talking about the 90s, mm. we're not including, like, 94 or... Like, it's it's not just, like, 94 or 96 or 99. Like, things change. Things change quick. Oh. Like, think about the shape of pants in the last 10 years. <laughs> Shit. We've been through it. Yeah. Flares are coming back. I thought skinny pants were going away, but skinny pants are coming back. Unfortunately. Yeah, I'm not in it. Or I'm not into it. Um... Like wide leg pants had their had their little showing, um, like all that kind of stuff, right? So like we're not talking about that when it comes to talking about decades. That's it's just too wide of a net, and I don't think I'd be able to be like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is like better or worse in any way than say like Igor, like mm. two albums that I like appreciated a lot, and like. Maybe when I listen to My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy now, I enjoy it less. But, like, do I even remember how, mu- how like, how into it I was when it first came out? Mm. Yeah. That's so, yeah. a valid question. Yeah. So, in terms of, like, decade stuff, it's, it's arbitrary. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. don't. It's just... You see that complex? Yeah. They, they, um... Yeah. Was, like, Lil Peep the artist of the decade? I... Yeah. His music's his music's I mean, half baked. It's the same way that what's Pitchfork, you s- they put Frank Ocean at number one best album of the decade, uh, and I was like for Blonde. There's, there's been better albums, mm-hmm. better albums definitely. Just, it's a good album. It's like a really good album. But it's not. I don't know. The best album of the decade. I'm just thankful to be alive. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, that's just pretty cool. Yeah. Like every day I wake up and I'm like, yeah, it's these are, this is my monkey, this is my circus, and I'm thankful for that. I can pretend like I understand what that <laughs> means. You know, when you go, not my, and also like as I get older. Yeah. Just knowing because your monkey, your monkey is your circus. So yeah. like, Knowing when things are your problem and when your problem is like the whole knowing when things are yours and knowing when like that's somebody else's circus. Right. Yeah. Just being able to differentiate and not getting caught up in other people's drama. Knowing what drama is yours and like I'm just trying to be on the straight and narrow with yeah. myself, like just not getting caught up. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of things are like illusions. 
I'm just trying to make music, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, miss me with all your drama. <laughs> Creatives are just trying to create. Yeah. <laughs> it's too bad. It, it's fucking exorbitantly expensive to create. I'm like, if you want beef, record like a a diss track and then I'll record one back. And then both of you delete it because there's enough <laughs> negativity in this world. <laughs> no. That's the only way I want beef. I I can't I can't stand this like infinite posturing. Like I mean like I don't know. Everybody's talking about like how much money they have. Mm-hmm. All about my money, mm-hmm. trying to stack paper, hustle hustle side no, hustle. No, I hustle, want someone side. to like have like a cool like I would want to have beef with like who? Like Cicero, <laughs> I'm excited. I feel like Cicero would write like the best diss track ever. Cause you know, like the Romans were all about like not just writing, but also like how you deliver your shit. Yeah, and like in your posture, your tone. So I feel like Cicero would like come through, and he would read me to filth. Or like, was it fucking Aristotle who just like took poison and died? <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, I didn't take philosophy. I uh. I I'm I was obsessed. I took philosophy. That shit's kind of I don't know. All philosophers, all classic philosophers, fucking rich. <laughs> That's why they have so much time to be like these problems. Yeah, and also at the same time, it's just like it's just like you know like there's like it's like I could be right and then Aristotle could be right. Yeah. But then Aristotle's like I'm right and then he gives him a dollar bill. You got to do the proofs. <laughs> You gotta do the philosophical proofs. But I I was obsessed with the Romans. Um, anyway, Cicero would write a good diss track. So if we ever resurrect people, that's the first person on my list, okay? But Cicero. Yeah. No, maybe not Cicero. I think there's somebody who's more scintillating. Maybe I'll compile like a top mm-hmm. three underrated. <laughs> that's what I should have really top done for today. Three people to come back from the dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I don't know. I just want to have, like, a calm life. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's why you chose to be a musician, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> the music industry is so calm, you guys. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I I hope you're, like, 100% indie with this shit. <clears throat> like, you might not, like, blow up, blow up, blow up, like, super big. Yeah. But, like, you can run that MA, young MA thing where you're, like, you're good. We'll see. I'm open to what the future brings me. Yeah. Yeah. But... I mean, I guess just to finish my point, I feel like if everybody decides that everything needs to be stacking paper mm-hmm. and side hustles, mm-hmm. there's going to be nothing left. I think it's because people are scared to be vulnerable. Yeah, I guess so. And say that I need emotional connections. I I don't know if that's exactly where, like, my thought process oh, okay. is coming from. Oh, okay, sorry. like... There's just like this infinite posturing. Like if you don't have money, then you're you're not doing it right. You're not you're not in like my level or like all that kind of stuff. And it's just like I I don't know. I think that's what makes people feel better. Yeah, but it's stupid because like like unfettered capitalism, like we have right now. Yeah. And then like everybody participating in unfettered capitalism. We're not talking about capitalism anymore. It's it's the way that we're gonna fuck every we're gonna fuck everything up because if That's every true. if everybody has a t-shirt brand and they're selling t-shirts to everybody else then everybody's gonna have everybody else's t-shirt but think about how much more like non-organic cotton that is you're right you're right yeah you're not wrong it's kind of like hey everybody instead of having more money how about you spend less <laughs> they'll all be like 
buy less grind 24 7 buy less zara buy less louis vuitton yeah support your local artists and then support small artists yeah you don't need to listen to the new kanye west project give it a listen once Listen to Darlene's. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, let, we Let's level this out. Yeah. Let's, let's remove the ego for, I guess, the next decade, as arbitrary That's as That's the is. mood for 2020. Stop thinking that hustle is your way to save uh, it to salvation. It's not. LOL. Is this a call out? <laughs> to everybody, yeah. Like, <laughs> if, I, if I have to see this th- for the next 10 years, yeah. people holding stacks of money <laughs> to their ear... I'm gonna delete Instagram. Money's calling, bring, bring. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like you, you hear people where it's just like, like in their music, it's just like, um, I, I had a great relationship, but they weren't about the money. Oh, so you pieced out. So then they pieced I mean, out, and I'm like, oh, well, like um, that was probably like really fulfilling in other ways. <laughs> like, why is it all all gotta be about the money? Like, that's I, true. But like at the same time, I understand that as long as we live in a capitalist society, it serves us well to be pretty good at being capitalists. I don't know. I just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think uh, I have no thoughts on that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll right, see you guys. Thank everybody. you for listening. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>